Happy Father's Day and welcome to Justifying the F Word, everybody. Yeah, F Word is standing for your 40s and 50s, living your best life. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I feel like the weather has finally gotten to a suitable point in our life where we can actually get out and live our best life. Yeah, it is a windstorm outside right now yeah, and as we, do, we speak. We do live in Utah and it's we're in a drought. And so uh, the Great Salt Lake, which if you haven't visited the state of Utah, it's more like the great big mud hole. It's really not that majestic. It's it's a big body of water when it's full. But anyway, it's pretty dry right now. And so all the wind coming off the desert is blowing up and it looks like. Yeah, it, it's like your car looks like it was oh, yeah. in a dirt storm. It looks like you drove through a uh, salt, like, you know, after it snows and all the salt dries to your car. It's it's like that. And it is ridiculous because it's rain too. And it's such dirty rain, as Ryan Adams would say. Yeah, dancing in the dirty rain. Dancing in the dirty rain. Well, I've had a fantastic Fajas day. Whew, yeah, I, I made it. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I did okay. It's been a it's been a great one. So spent the day with the kids watching Scooby Doo. We made some tri tip. It's been uh, phenomenal. But I have to tell you, I got some very key presents. So my uh, oldest, she painted me a picture of Fox Mulder's office. So for those of you that don't know, I'm a huge fan of the X-Files. In fact, if you haven't watched it, it's actually the U.S.'s, it's the government's way of telling us. I was going to say, please tell me your conspiracy theory. No, it's it's the government's way of telling us all of their secrets without like having to divulge them. Yes. So they're basically saying like, okay, here's all the things that alien human hybrids, whatever. Here's all the things that are actually out there. We're putting it in a television format so when it all breaks we can say <laughs> you know what we told you guys. we told you and fox Mulder is a tasty little little treat uh i don't know if i could that far yeah i'm but just I, i'm gonna say it scully does glow up she has a mad glow up. yeah she, yeah she starts out very uh very plain and uh, gets after i feel it like she end. got a good hairdresser along the way yeah yeah well i figured she she found what worked right yeah as yeah. opposed to trying to look like her mom yeah, but um, so our oldest has been on a kick of watching X Files with us. So she, uh, yeah, so she did a painting for Quinn, and she does have the uh, I want to believe poster hanging up and, in her uh, room. Yes. So anyway, been incredibly fun, a great day. But the other thing I got is Megan and the kids surprised me with a family portrait. And we'll put this up on our Instagram page, which is justifying the F word. And Megan had our whole family done in as Simpson characters. Yeah. So it's just all of us sitting on the couch and they look like I've known for like a month and I hate having secrets so I'm like, ah. oh, I like secrets resorts. Yes, I, I do like secrets <laughs> resorts. But um, yeah, so I've been wanting to show Quinn the picture. Anyway, it's absolutely magical. Like I said, if you want to take a look at it, we'll post it today on the uh, Instagram page of justifying the F word. And you can uh, you can check it out there. But the other present I got is uh, both my kids made or Olivia and Logan made me very tender cards. Yes. They were they're were incredibly nice and in fact Olivia my daughter asked me not to read it out loud and at the bottom it said you know I'm your favorite child. 
So I thought yeah. that was pretty yeah, funny. That's always good. Because she didn't want to start the fight or anything. So it was, I got a good laugh out of that. And then the last present I got is Megan got me socks with a special little boy's face on it, which for those of you that don't know, that's our cat. Yeah. That's it's the our, professor. Um, so yeah, we have two cats and special little boy is his full name, Professor Klaus. Yeah, but he has... Uh, He's the mountains have called. He's like and Call he's, of the Wild. And, and like if you listened. read the book, yeah. yeah, yeah. Call of the Wild. He he was started out domesticated, just like the dog, and he kept feeling the Call of the Wild, yeah. and eventually went and ran with the wolf pack. But he comes back. He comes back every now and again to check on us. Yeah, just like in Call of the Wild, he came back to the mining camp of the owner that treated yeah. him so well that. Yeah, you know. which, which sidebar about Call of the Wild is we listened to it as a family driving to Colorado. And I Quinn had read the book. I had never read it. And I'm like, Quinn, is there any sad parts? I do not want a sad part. And he's like, nope, not a sad part. And if you read it, the part about the dog sled part, Quinn looks over and I am like, I think like two of the kids are sobbing. So, I'm sobbing. And Queen so you know, couldn't stop laughing. There, there's a dog that uh, he, he didn't want to be left behind. He, he's too old and he's injured and he can no longer pull the dog sled. And he and he limps up carrying his harness in his teeth and they have to take him out of the line. Yeah. And it, it is like the saddest thing. <laughs> and you were like, yep, there's no sad parts. And I was like. And, but then when you looked is, over at me is, in the car bawling, you're like, you thought it was the funniest thing this ever. This is also coming from the same person that if any of you guys have seen the uh, Cuban Gooding Jr. movie Radio, <laughs> where he plays the mentally handicapped kid, which is, it's a great movie, but we were at the movie theaters and the preview is on and I look over and Megan is in full blown like monkey face tears during the... Yeah, guys, it doesn't take a lot. I, I've cried at Cars, <laughs> like the movie, the animated movie Cars, like the end. Yeah, I get made fun of. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Megan... That's my name. Why don't you make your big announcement for the week? Uh, so, this week, it has been a... Um, pretty decent hiatus um of me being on my bicicleta i'd say your mountain bike well yeah, yeah both um but yeah so my mountain bike it's been a while and um uh so friday i was able to get out with my second born she's on uh her middle school mountain bike yeah team. out here in utah we have a whole mountain bike league that all the schools have and it's really fun it's, yeah. it's a really cool program and so we got out and uh it was so fun and then we got out again uh the next day it was four of the five of us because our oldest was working and let's just say right now sitting is a little challenging <laughs> at this point megan was like my sit bones yeah i'm saddle sore yeah <laughs> If you, yeah. if, if you haven't biked as an adult, there's a point where it's like, uh, I imagine it's like, I, we used to be friends with a UFC fighter, Randy Couture, and he talked about having to deaden his shins. No, yeah. We did this race with him and I were riding on our mountain bikes actually. Yeah. And I was like, Randy, how is it? Cause I was like, UFC so fun to watch, but I'm like, when you guys kick each other in the shin bone, I'm like... I'm like, I like hit the side of the cupboard and I am like writhing in pain for half the day. And he, what was his answer? He was like, you basically kick them till they go numb. 
Yeah, and he said basically there's no feeling. There's no feeling. Yeah. Forearms and shin bones. Yeah, are, they're you, not. You can you can damage the nerves enough. So it was a great great time. But this got me reflecting because Megan took uh, Logan uh, took Brosif up to Woodward again to go skateboarding, and then she went with Olivia to go mountain biking. <laughs> and then after remember. after they were done, they grabbed Logan and took him to a skate competition out in Salt Lake. Yeah, guys, it was like. I did the tour day Utah on Friday and it was an amazing day, but it was like 102 degrees out. It was a whole day affair. Yeah. And the point being too (laughs) is I, I have, I have recognized something as an adult being in my F word years that if I can live the life that my kids live Uh, and more so let's dial that in, live the life that Logan lives. That too, but I'd say all of our kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All of our kids all, all have made it. I mean, if you think about it, they they get taken wherever they want to go. They they sit there and say, hey, will you buy this for me? And they get something purchased for them. They they never have to pay a, a bill at a restaurant or anything like that. They're, they're living the life. And they're living their best life. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like our oldest now. She works. You know, that's why I'm saying with Logan, it is like... He, I think on Friday, skateboarded like seven, eight hours and he could have kept going. Like it was like 102 degrees at the skate competition, well, wind blowing. And finally, after like his age group was done, I was like, I'm out. And let's just say he got home and said, hey, I'm going over to so-and-so's house. Yeah. And then he came back because the kid couldn't play and he was skateboarding again. So yeah. that's why we're like, if you could live the life. um, So... I always joke around along that thread. Yeah. Along that thread is, uh, I always joke around with people. I'm like, I miss my calling in life. What's and, your calling in life? Well, and I feel like you've taken this on too. Cause I, I realized that I was like, I would have been an amazing trust fund kid. Oh, for sure. And I think you would too. I think I would be interesting. Yeah. That's what well traveled. Quinn and I would say, we're like, we would probably, you know, we would, I, pro- I would have picked yeah. up another language or two. Yeah, we would be interesting. Incredibly. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was enough that like three years ago, um, uh, it, it was almost like we had almost been married for 20 years. And I told Quinn, I was like, hey, like, I'm not mad at all. At all. If you've hid this almost 20 <laughs> years for me. But I was like, if you have millions of dollars that, you know, whatever, not even mad that we've, you know, like we've built this together. I get where you come from. You can let the cat out of the bag. Do you and remember? He, and Quaid, he's like, unfortunately, no. Do you remember in last week's episode, <laughs> we talked about being in our forties and being so stoked to get new couches. Yeah. That those millions of dollars weren't, weren't yeah. hanging out. So there. anyway, guys, but well, I, I mean, trust fun kid i would have been interesting quinn would have been interesting and uh we would have lived you know just going well being that we're not trust fund kids we're not the best part of this week has just been getting out like this as megan mentioned the mountain biking we've done a ton of fun stuff it's just nice to be full-fledged into summer i feel like the kids are hitting a stride it's been awesome and as part of that stride we've been going to yoga and so I uh, bring hold, your arms to heart center. It's a practice, Megan. Namaste. It's not a perfection. Bow your head. Offer oh. thanks. Namaste. Namaste. Right. Yeah, thank you. It's not a. It's not a perfection. Right. Yeah. It's a practice. Yeah. So uh, the issues are in the tissues. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I went with my daughter on Thursday night, and I had lifted Thursday or 
this is Wednesday. So I went Wednesday night. Eh, maybe it's Thursday. It was Thursday. Thursday. I went Thursday and I had lifted Thursday morning and I woke up Friday and every small muscle in my abs and all the things. That don't- you realize doing yoga, how much core you use oh in gosh. every one of those. Yeah, it, but yeah. I was, I was destroyed. My alarm went off at four 30 and I just stared at the ceiling and I was like, not today, Satan. It's not, not today. It is not going <laughs> to happen. Well, enough about us and our fun weekly. I mean, we are amazing. Yeah, we could just keep going. We could keep yeah, going. Yeah, I would just be oh And everyone's gosh. like, yeah, let's just hear about let's, your face. Just kidding. <laughs> this is when people usually uh, turn it off. They're and like, like eh, we made it 12 uh, minutes. I've had enough. All right. So to talk about this week, um, introduction, we've, we've touched a little bit on this before. If you have not listened to The Penguin Effect... Um, go back, listen to that episode as well. It's a very good companion episode. Yeah, to I feel one. like they pair well, like a cheese in a nice wine. Yes, together. or peanut butter and yelly. Yeah, yeah, never honey. Or I would say chili and macaroni and cheese. If you guys don't know what chili mac is, <laughs> it's the bomb. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what that was till I was in my 20s. But okay, so going back, let's look because we were all there at some point in our life, you know, some a lot more years, some maybe less. But let's talk about the middle school lunch table. Can I tell a story about the middle school lunch let's table? Let's hear it. I want to hear it. So one day I was starving and I'm always hungry. But this yeah. time I was especially hungry. And was I, this when you got school lunch? Yes. And you're rich. No, kid. you were the rich kid because you had ho hos and like I Capri never had ho hos. I was eating school <laughs> lunch, which comprised a Salisbury steak and blueberry buckle. I love that you say that you're not the rich kid getting the blueberry buckle. You probably had ho hos and I little had a Debbie's. warm sandwich. No, you had little Debbie's. I know it. You probably had fruit snacks. Never in did. There too. Anyway, go. Yeah. And maybe a little note. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So anyway, I was having school lunch because I wasn't a rich kid like Megan. And <laughs> as you guys can see, we have argued about this for <laughs> 23 years about the school lunch. If it's like, if you brought lunch, if you're a rich kid or if you had There's school There's no lunch. secret ingredient in school lunch. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that ingredient is too. Mm, yeah. So Warm mayonnaise. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> Megan, the rich kid, had uh, home lunch. So I was having school lunch. And my buddy sitting across from me had a peanut butter. This is Lon Riley in case he's listening because he should, he should have to feel shame about this. And I was like, and I knew he didn't like peanut butter cookies. And so I was like, dude, you're going to eat that cookie. He looked up at me, grabbed it, licked the bottom of it and put it back down (laughs) on his tray. And he goes, nope. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, Power it was, I wanted to. I wanted to dig his eyes out. With yeah, my you're spoon like, at yeah, you knew at the time. <laughs> All right, so middle school table. The reason why we go back there is um, middle school is a hard time of maneuvering in life, and I feel like all of us have been there. And the lunch table, I feel, is iconic. It's why in TV shows, any teen drama, it's always like the lunch table is there where you're going to sit. Who you're going to sit with. You're going to jockey for a position of not only what table, but where you're, where you've been sitting. And, and I mean, this is, even if somebody licks a cookie. Yeah. And and this has been the dawn of time. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, if you look at, well, it's tribalism. Yeah. If you even look at like older movies, like our parents, 
they had the same things going on. And then you fast forward, you have like Mean Girls. And then now even more so, I'm like, there are shows constantly where it, it is that jockeying for position. And so uh, we kind of wanted to bring that up. It just kind of the idea of the middle school table and looking at that as today as adults. And as adults, do we do the same thing at the middle school table, even though we're far removed from it? Are we good human beings? Yeah. Are you looking, is it maybe in your work office? Is it with, um, in relationships that you're in friendships? Are you jockeying for position a little bit, um, and kind of trying to get into that like certain table and, not worrying as much about other people because it's, I think sometimes, you know, you look at like really when it boils down to a lot of the middle school table, it's like this, this popularity contest. Well, you know, it's, and it's kind of crazy well, to be like, well, look at that as an adult, but it still happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, if you think about it, we're, we're looking at a good example of this would be, we're looking at the, we just passed the anniversary June 6th of D-Day. Okay. Yeah. And the whole goal was to get up the cliffs and take out the Nazi bunkers so they could move into France. Right. And, and it, but if you think about it, it didn't matter the, the allied forces, it didn't matter how many people they were willing to sacrifice to get to the goal. Yeah. So a lot of the middle school table is who are you willing to burn along the way? Like how many people have to fall on the beachhead? Just so you accomplish your your goal. Your goal. I, know, I know that's kind of an extreme no, example. No, and it's extreme. And I know a lot of people out there are like, what? The middle school table as so, adults. Yeah, so we're going to distill this down even further. So we taught everybody can have a visual, say, of the middle school table and the drama, the mean girls, the mean dudes, whatever. But we want to talk about the difference of in relationships as adults, okay? Because this is justifying the F word. Yeah. 40s and 50s. Oh, I thought we changed it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but we wanted to distill it down even further to, in your relationships, the difference between a priority versus an option. Meaning, Yeah. Are, are you treating in your friendship what you would so-call, air quote, friend, a priority or an option? Okay. So we're going to talk about, first off, what is a priority? Okay. So the definition... Okay, no, you knew no, I wanted I'm not, to see we're not going to do it, but uh, I can. Ah, I was, it's like so good. Know, you just set you, it up we, for we, me we've to see it too many times. I know, but every time definition, I'm like, we got to be seeing it. I, okay. I remember uh, I was, <laughs> I think I was at church and a guy was giving a talk and he said the Webster's definition of, you know, in Webster's dictionaries, right? But to me, Webster was a uh, African American uh, short person. It was on a TV show. Yeah, don't so you remember like, Webster? Yeah, Webster like, yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, yeah, I don't know if he was a dwarf, but anyway, so when they were saying Webster, I'm like, is he quoting the TV show? Like, how is, old were you? I was probably like seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, seven or eight. Anyway, um, the definition of a priority is the fact, the fact or condition of being regarded or treated as more important. Meaning we place importance on the things that we want to place importance on, right? That can be relationships. Uh, if we distill it down, it can be your health. It can be exercise. It can be, uh, it can be work. You know, obviously you need to place a high priority on it, but it's something that you know you need to accomplish or something that you know if you've promised you need to attend. You make it a priority. So Megan, 
Yeah. What's the definition of an option? An option is a thing that is or may be chosen. So it's kind of like, I'm weighing out my options here. Like, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? And um, it, and just look at it and say, oh, I may choose that. I may not. And I think a lot of times um, a good way to look at this is look at your time. Mm. And I think with your priority, and this could be like health, this could be your career, this could come to your relationship with your children, your spouse, like all across the board is a priority is I'll make time. And really, if you, um, again, going back to that accountability mirror is you'll make time for what you feel is a priority. Absolutely. It, it, and it might not be as much time as you want, but you are going to make time. It's like I always say, you know, when people are like, I don't have time in my schedule to work out. And I'm like, well, what are you watching on TV? You know, and, and like I said, I love TV. I love movies. I love all of that. But I'm like, you know, and they're like, oh, I, I love this show. And I'm like, well, there you go. It is a priority. Yeah. It, and I will say, though, that sometimes in life, there are things that you wish you could make a priority, but there are other things that take precedent. Yeah, or it's take like pride. you, you uh, well, I know that you are like, because Logan loves to bro it up with Quinn every day, all day, which is awesome. And I, he's having a hard time understanding summer because every day. It'll be Wednesday. He's like, where's dad? This comes back to being a trust fund kid. <laughs> yeah. like, He's like, where's dad? And I'm like, dad's at work, you know, kind of deal where if Quinn, like, you know, it'd be one of those that you would love to prioritize hanging out and broing it up with your little man all day, but you can't, but you do prioritize to look at it and say, okay, like we're going to do something extra dope. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think a good example of this is, you know, before we had kids, we lived next to a golf course in Vegas and we'd play golf all the time. It was so hot. It was so hot. But we'd go we, out there and be like we could get 110 degrees. <laughs> we're like out there golfing. Well, here was the beauty of it is we could get on the course in the summertime after two o'clock, which at that time it, it was like you're on the it's sun. Like, yeah, it's like hotter than Satan's halitosis. <laughs> like it was just like blistering. But, but we it, were like, I yeah, think it was seven bucks. It was it so was, cheap. It was so cheap, but we could always get on. We're like, this is awesome. Because nobody in their right mind. But I, I think very few times we made it like all nine holes because yeah. there was a point and we it was with no cart, no cart so, we were, so we we're out there and there was a point where we're like we just gotta go get more water water but uh the the point of bringing that up is there was a time when that was a priority and then we had kids and it took away like all of a sudden our disposable time became less and less so all of a sudden it became an option like it became something rather than like hey here's something that i really want to do it became if I've got time and I can pull it off, then, then I'll dive back into it. But you know, as of yet, that time hasn't come back. Yeah, it hasn't, hasn't. Yeah. So with an option, it's more, so priority is I'll make time. So, I mean, even with Quinn's analogy is if that, like it isn't his highest priority, right? Is to golf. It's, it's not mine It's not either. even a priority anymore. Yeah. But it, if it was where he was like, I really want to do this, 
you could schedule it and make time. Yeah. So I mean, and an option is if I have time. So that's where golf, you're like, oh, I like it. If, if I, I have da- yeah. downtime. Yeah. If I have downtime, if all of a sudden I'm like, I'm really bored, I need something to do, uh, it's an option of something that could pull out. And I think kids are the perfect example of getting their priorities mixed up as options. <laughs> and I, you know, and that that's the responsibility as a parent. And we're gonna talk about this too as we dive into this deeper, because our kids see our actions and they perform those. But our kids like I said, they see priorities as options, like chores, right? Like we have it where our kids clean the bathrooms every week. They take a different toilet, sinks, or counters, right? And they get split up and they see it as an option and we have to keep harping on them and let yeah, them know. Yeah, I think I've heard Quinn three times this week talk about if you use all the toilet paper on the toilet paper oh, roll. dude. You need to replace it. And I've probably walked in four or five times this week and seen a... No, I, I've heard you say the comment, like, like this needs to be like a priority, like not, you know, not well, an option. Let me tell you, when I was a kid, that was never an issue with me because I had a... Guinea- oh, I was going to say, please don't say you didn't use toilet no, paper. No. Okay, I was, I, a, I was a little worried. I had a guinea pig geezer. It started out as Gizmo and then it got really old and it went to geezer. It lived 14 years. Like, so when the kids wanted a guinea pig, I was like, absolutely not. Mine lived 14 years and they're yeah. a lot of work. But if any of you have had Kui, which is what they call them in Peru and they eat them, but I digress. A toilet paper roll is like crack. Like you give, you give the uh, cardboard toilet paper roll and yeah. they purr, they coo anyway. That's that's a whole different story. But kids will also use priorities or will use the, they'll mess it up their priorities and options with work, with homework, well, with part relationships. Of it is like, yeah. I mean, feeding cats. Feeding we have t- cats like where we're like, yet they don't run off of love. Yeah, they love to pet them. They love to cuddle them. But uh, <laughs> but they don't like to do the litter box and give them food. And so we have to remind them all the time that. Our cats do not live off of love alone, but it's our responsibility as parents to show them the difference between what is an option and what is a priority. And a lot of times it just takes habit over and over and over. But unfortunately, there's a lot of adults out there, too, that have missed the boat and have not learned the difference between option and priority. Oh, for sure. Um, So let's talk about friendships. Okay, so we've talked about the difference between priority and options. So now we kind of want to tie it back to friendships. And so, Quinn, why should we prioritize friendships or relationship? Let's take it relationship. This could be a work relationship. This could be with your spouse. This could be with your kids, people in your neighborhood. Like, um, why prioritize? Well, first off, Megan... Yeah. Is I don't think you get when we talk about priority, it doesn't mean everybody if you make something a priority, it doesn't mean everybody gets a hundred percent carte blanche, the same treatment all the way across the board. Meaning Yeah, that for like, sure. You know, in a friendship there's different levels. For example, you have an acquaintance. Yeah. Right? You have a friend who you would consider, hey, this person isn't an acquaintance, they're a friend. Then you have a close friend, then you have 
Best friend. Best friend. Like I'm talking like little heart necklaces that are shattered in the middle that each of you get a piece. Okay. So for you, what, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward, like an acquaintance and then someone that moves into the friend, but like close friend versus a best friend, like well, in your eyes, what would be the difference? Okay. So we've talked a little bit about, uh, we've talked about in further past episodes, the difference between friendship and respect. So I would say a best friend you have the utmost respect for a close friend is moving into that category. Like you've got their back and you've got them, but a best friend is somebody that, for example, there's, there's no, there's no pretentiousness is gone. Right. So if they come to you and need something, then you are there 100%. Also, I would say like with a best friend or, or even a close friend too, is your, your level of honesty is at a whole nother whole nother degree. So you think honesty, honesty and respect and respect. And I'd say those are the biggest where in acquaintance, you're not going to open yourself up to that degree with a friend. You, you know, a friend it's like, Hey, we got to run to the emergency room. Can you come over and watch our kids? You're not going to pull something like that. So, I mean, as far as what you're saying, I, I mean, definitely, I think a huge thing that would tie into a close friend kind of best friend is the option part of that is kind of not there. Like meaning that like as far as in your relationship, it's not necessarily like looking at going, eh, the option is there something better out there. Uh, Absolutely. It's more that like, Hey, I respect this person. I need to be there for them kind of deal um, where it might be an acquaintance or a friend. And you're like an acquaintance is like, do you want to do this? And you're like, eh, I don't know what well, option do I have? And, and I will say too, I think with a close friend and a best friend, the honesty level goes up to a higher degree of it. It would be like if somebody said, Hey, do you want to go do this? You would say, no, it's not my thing. Or maybe as an acquaintance, you'd probably try and weasel your way out of it a little bit differently. Yeah. You know, you be because you have made those people a priority. I believe that honesty comes much easier when somebody is a a priority in your life. Yeah. I could totally see that. Not saying that's right. I'm just saying from a sociological perspective, we as people, like how we've just evolved socially is the people that like, you know, that we're probably the closest to there's, there's, uh, there's no, for lack of a better term, you know, there's no, there's no false clothes, right? You're naked, naked friends. Maybe that's the, that's, but, but you're not, you're not you hanging out with your friends naked. Totally. Yeah, well, there's probably a time. Yeah. I don't know. That was like men's league hockey. The hockey was fun. The showering was really the best part. But. Wow. <laughs> People are like, and I'm, and I'm done. Out. <laughs> well, and I think too, like what Quinn said about having different type of friendships, it's important to understand that because I think you can overestimate a relationship and you can underestimate it. Yeah. I mean, and and so kind of looking at is overestimating is like, let's say you're kind of like an acquaintance you kind of met. And I don't know if you like one time Quinn met this person. We've, we've talked about, we've told this story, but like, if you haven't heard it, I had to break up with a guy. Yeah. Cause uh, it was like, they met at a party. Quinn talked to him for five minutes, got his phone number 
He and, got my number. Yeah, and legit wanted to bro it up. And Quinn finally I had, to had a break. A, I had to do a total. It's not you. It's me. Like yeah, and, and and you were like to the point where you're like, my wife's having a baby. Like I don't have time to invest in this. Like you had to but, be just honest but you know even even like you you mentioned acquaintance but I, there's been times i've had to do that with close friends or even best friends of you know life has changed to different degrees and maybe theirs hasn't and i have had to say listen i i apologize but i do not have time to keep things at the same level that they once were yeah but the moments when you get together yeah yeah and so i think that there's time that you can overestimate and you and can overestimate it. it, like Megan said, you can overestimate it from your side. You can have somebody that you think you're in the, you're in a totally like tight relationship with that you're not. Well, and I think that if you have kids, I, I guarantee if you have kids going back to kind of middle school, that age is there's a lot of times kids will do that because it's like, oh, I hung out with this person and they almost overestimate the friendship of like, we're closer. So at times, do we put unrealistic expectations on a friendship? Yeah, where we assume all of a sudden we're a priority to them and we're not. Yeah, and I think that looking at it saying, okay, this is either going to organically grow or it's not. It's organic, bro. Is but, it like Portland organic or like USDA yeah, organic? But, yeah, and so it's an important <laughs> to not overestimate it. If you haven't seen Portlandia, yeah, you great should show. stop what you're doing and listen. And stop watch it. what you're doing because I'm about No. No. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so over. I at, look funny, but yo, I'm making money. See, so hey, world, get ready for me. Yeah, I, I, I could. I'm the new fool in town, and my sounds laid down by the underground. Cause my name. Oh, it's the Humpty Dance. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. That's that, why. That's actually my stripper song. Yeah. If any of you guys, one day we were uh, texting with some friends. It was Elise Navidad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it was because. I, you know, I hate icebreak. This is totally a sidebar, but um, I hate icebreakers. I think it's a delicious gum. Well, it is. But what um, do you have against delicious? Stop <laughs> cutting me off. Anyway, so I had an icebreaker. I was in charge of this meeting with my whole team, and I hate icebreakers. Like I hate those like little like hey. So anyway, they were like, you got to do it. Two ice- truths and a lie, yeah, bro. Yeah, Two whatever. truths and a lie. So anyway, I was like, okay, I'm going to start this meeting. You have two minutes to think about it, but I need you to write down what is your inner stripper song. And that was the me. <laughs> and it, it was like, and they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, it's like this song comes on and you don't even question if you get on stage and just start, you know, like it's your jam. You wouldn't mind, you know, getting a few extra dollars like that. And it was probably one of the best exercises. And then I did what any good person would do and make a playlist of my whole team's <laughs> songs. So anyway, sidebar. But mine would be the Humpty Dance. Humpty Dance. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know. I got to find a new one. Mine for a while was Pour Some Sugar On Me. So cliche. I know, but I've heard that song so many times. So, so cliche. I will come back to that. Okay, okay. Portia. Yeah, Portia. <laughs> anyway, so overestimating. Um, but I think you can also underestimate. And I think that's looking at it saying, you know, there's been times in your life where I think that we've had friendships where you're like, this person's putting a lot into this friendship. And am I making them a priority? Like you might be looking at more of like an option in your underestimate, or if you're really honest with yourself, are you taking advantage of that friendship? Like that goodness 
of, you know, like you're underestimating saying, well, I'm not really going to put stuff into this, but I'm going to kind of be more of a user Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think moving into it, um, I think if you're moving forward in a relationship and, you know, let's say you, you're becoming close friends and you've moved past the, uh, you've, you've been unfriend zoned. Hey, emphasis. I know. I can't okay stop coughing. There? Anyway, go. Okay. If you've moved past the friend zone, I think there's some key factors in order to have a healthy relationship. And the first is consistency. So being consistent, meaning, uh, do what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it, right? Just be be consistent. The second... Well, and with that is Quinn and I have coined a phrase of deal shopping. And so with deal shopping is there's been plenty of times that you're like, hey, do you want to come do this or whatever? And you get this like super vague... Tepid, lukewarm... And you don't get a no, you don't get a yes. Hey, yeah, maybe. So you're almost yeah. like held hostage. And the person is, you know, that it's out there that's like, well, this will kind of be backup, but let me see what else is out there. And what will happen is you don't ever hear back or you hear back at the very bitter end. Yeah. And we had a party once and we had no clue who was even coming, who over. was even coming because this happened so much of deal shopping and it, it's the kind of deal that looking at it saying, okay, like Quinn said, do what you do, what you say you're going to do. Consistent. And also look at that in a friendship of saying, Hey, if I say I'm going to be there unless I'm sick or there's something like major, like try to follow through on your word. And the thing is, again, we're going to tie this in later with your kids is they see that. Would you be okay if it was your kid having a birthday party and everyone was vague about it and you didn't know and your stress is apparent, like, are people going to show up? Is my kid okay? So are you reflecting that same, same thing? Are you being consistent? Are you following through with your word? Next, (laughs) while Megan has her next (laughs) emphysema attack, uh, the next one I would say is, and these go hand in hand, vulnerability and honesty. And I can remember I was in my mid thirties and I was talking with my buddy, Bill, who uh, played guitar in my band in college, our band, I should say in college. And I remember we were sitting out on some surfboards and we were talking about life and some of the issues. Oh, this wasn't when you guys were having telly time. No. <laughs> Quinn, Quinn, <laughs> Quinn and uh, the, Bill, they, uh, in college, when I started, well, I had just got so I had bought so Hambone Jeff Hamula, who uh, I started the Quinn Brown project with when I moved back to Utah. I had bought a Telecaster off of him that he got off of a USU professor who had recently been divorced, and it was an awesome American Standard Tele. So I had just gotten it. Yeah, but when I started dating Quinn, he gave me a like J.C. Penny. It was Walmart. Yeah, of him. And the lead guitar player, and they were at like a photo session. No, we went to like we we <laughs> took our guitars to Walt because we were sitting around in the basement playing, and we were like, you know, it'd be hysterical. And and he was like, what? And we were like, if we went to Walmart and like did like a portrait setting. Yeah, so guitars. they went with their guitars oh, and they're like, we were both them. wearing blue plaid shirts. Yeah, and holding your guitar, <laughs> having telly time. So anyway, yeah. Well, Bill. I had it framed in the hanging up, but I I still have it on my desk. Yeah. And it was the kind of deal, like it was the time where you didn't have like pictures on your phone. So we were dating and we were spending the summer apart. And so you're like, 
here's a picture. Oh, of you me. gave wallets out to yeah, all our friends. But like you gave me like a <laughs> bigger one, like a five by seven to be like, here's a picture of me. And then here's Bill and we're with our guitars. So I was like, maybe I'll take a picture of that and put it up on. The, yeah. You need to see telly time, telly time. And, uh, it and was, telly being for telecaster yes, time. Yeah. Yeah. Fender telecaster. Anyway, back to okay, Bill. So my point is we were sitting on some surfboards. He, he and the guys had come out to visit uh, in California. We had a, just a jam session weekend when we lived out there and surfed and played guitar and barbecued. It was amazing. But when we were there, we were sitting on the surfboards and Bill looked over and he said, the best part of where we're at in our lives is we're okay talking about our dirty laundry. Like there was no point, pretentiousness was gone and it was more friendships, meaning that we were able to talk on a level and be vulnerable and say, I'm struggling with this, or this is really difficult, or guess what? I'm not perfect. Like I've, I failed at this and you know, what, like and, and more so looking for support rather than well, accolations. And I accolades, think that yeah. knowing that you were at a point in your friendship where it wasn't like, guys, I'm struggling. <laughs> like my, my throat's tickling. But anyway, you were at a point in your friendship where you, it wasn't a judgment. It was, hey, let's talk about this because I know you're going to support me and vice versa. And so looking at it saying, you know, you guys might not spend all the time together, but at that moment and like kind of throughout and a priority does not mean in a friendship, just so you guys know, consistency, all of that doesn't mean that you hang out every day. Like you don't have to see each other for years. Yeah, And some of my closest friends, same thing with Quinn, we might get together with them once a year or every three. And it just, yeah, just like one of my closest friends, she lives a half hour away. She's raising her kids, working full-time too. And it is like almost a joke every time we text. We're like, we're going to try to find a day <laughs> to get the families together. And it, and it, But we get together and it's just, it's easy because there's been that vulnerability, that honesty. And it's like, we pick up right where we left off. And so consistency does not mean that you have to pay to play. Oh, that's a good point. Like you do not have to be, if you are in a friendship, like if you, if, if you can't show up for something, doesn't mean that you're voted off. Yeah. Or it's like, if you're in a group of friends, even as adults, I've seen this where you're, you're with a group of friends and maybe you go through a busier, stressful time in your life where you're like, ah, I got to kind of back out a little bit. You know, like if those people are truly a, like they look at you as a priority, that friendship should not change. You are an option if it is the point where, like, you should not have to pay to play. Yeah, you shouldn't get voted off. It the doesn't island. mean that you sit at home, like, being like, I never want to go out. You need to be social and you need to give back. But it's if it's the kind of deal that you're like, oh, I can't hit every single time this group hangs out, then you're back in the middle school table being like, oh, now you got to pay to play to be in the, the this. I hate saying it, but like that popular group or whatever. How about we just say, Click. Click. Yes. Because that's a great I win. think as adults, there's no such thing as popularity. <laughs> it's like, popular group. Yeah. So, you, you yeah, know, that's a great, yeah, like, yeah, click. A click. Yeah. A, a, a social unit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I honestly, I mean, but popularity is such a, like, it, it's such an un, uh, you know, it's, it's a social construct, right? And there's really no, especially be, as you become adults, there's no bar that you can really. Well, and that's like, I think we've talked about it in past episodes of like our kids. I mean, we even get it 
with our youngest second, third grade being like, well, this kid's popular. And so my question is always like, well, why? You know, and our, our son will be like, well, cause they play football. And I'm like, so does that automatically mean like, are they, you know, and, um, there was one time yeah, and, you told the story about, yeah, how, about how my daughter was like, well, this person's nice to everyone. And I was like, cool. There you go. There you go. Then that is okay. But if it is like you're in a certain click, I mean, is it that way as an adult too? So the you know? last, the last thing I want to point out is with a good friend, and a close friend is positivity, right? You're not tearing them down. You're not tearing down the people around them. It's, it's a, it's one of those things that, you know, and I know I've mentioned this before, but I had a good mentor that said to me, are you giving light or are you taking light? Like when you walk in and you have a conversation with somebody, are you stealing light from the room because you're negative or are you bringing light into the room? Cause you're positive. Like ask yourself that in your relationships, do you hang out with somebody that just sucks you dry, like in a bad way? Like they come in and all of a sudden it's like you leave feeling worse about yourself. Like they take light. Yeah. And if you question that, there's been a few times Quinn and I have talked about this where you'll hang out with a friend and you're like, you know, kind of sit back and evaluate that and then be like, wow. I asked every single question yeah, I while just, I hung I out. I just had a conversation yeah, with like myself. Yeah, like where you're like, you know, and there was no reciprocating. And that that could be with friendships. That could be in any relationship that you're in. So going down that same vein of making people a priority, I think the best way to do it is to develop a stronger friendship or a stronger relationship. And just some key like bullet points on that is, A, you have to trust each other. Yeah. And you, there's a, that vulnerability. You yep. have to put yourself out there a little bit. And then I think secondly, like Megan play, played and like Megan said is uh, equality. And what I mean, what Power she, yeah. equality. Yeah. Megan's just saying that cause she's flexing on me cause she's going to go see the chili peppers. Yeah. Yeah. And she just got tickets to smashing pumpkins and Jane's addiction and she's flexing. Okay. But guys, I can have I just never tell seen you Jane's addiction. Yeah. Like Quinn has seen Everybody under the sun and Jane's Addictions is the first band that Quinn's that like, includes MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice on yeah. the Hammer Don't Hurt them like tour. Like everything, you're like, I've seen them, I've seen them five times, I've seen them. And so Jane's Addiction is the first one. And Jane's Addiction is one of my favorite bands yeah. of so all. So Quinn's time. like, uh yeah, so I'm taking our oldest to see Jane's Addiction with Smashing Pumpkins. And then you guys are going to Austin City Limits. Yeah, so I have four days. But anyway. So shut your dirty whore mouth for a second. <laughs> you don't want me singing the Chili Peppers. No. Okay. No, okay. So obviously equality, but that's that that goes right in hand with pay to play. Like it needs, to, you need to be on equal footing, meaning that, you know, you need to make sure that that person's making you a priority, you making them a priority, but then you also have the respect of each other that if they have to drop out for a while, that's fine. Yeah. And I think with that is any relationship's going to ebb and flow, meaning that there, you might have a friend that needs you more at a certain time, but if it, if it's just like, that is the only thing your friendship is on is that they need, 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 take, take, take. Then that is something different than like, Hey, my friend's going through a hard time. And it is like, they need me. Well, and that leads more than they can give. That leads exactly into the next point, which is compassion. Going back to equality or paying to play, you know, if you're if someone's a priority and they're a priority in your life and they can't show up for a while, you need to ha- be compassionate and ask how you can help or be there for them. Yeah, I think um next is honesty and we've talked uh 
a, a little bit just right before with vulnerability is honesty. It's it, it, with relationships and that is, and if you can't be honest, then it is hard to, for that friendship to grow. Well, I can, I, I'd say a major lesson I've learned as an adult is if I couldn't go to something, I felt like I ne- needed to give a thousand excuses as why I couldn't go. Or if I knew I couldn't go, sometimes I would be like, uh, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings where I have definitely through my adult life been like, no, I cannot. I have learned to get to the point to be honest enough. If someone asked me something right off the bat, I'll be like, no, this isn't going to work. Or, you know, hey, I'd love to, but no. Or like I said, even if it's something that's really not my thing, I'll be honest and just say, hey, not my thing. You guys go knock yourselves out. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, with honesty along that same line is if someone is willing, like if you're in a friendship and they're willing to come have an honest conversation, part of that is listening. And we've talked in past episodes about it might not be the way that you would feel in a certain situation, but be willing with that friendship to look at it and be like, hey, this is this relationship's a priority in my life. And this person came to have an honest conversation with me. I am going to listen. Well, one thing I find, well, going back to the Humpty dance crazy yeah. whack funky i like my oatmeal lumpy yeah okay uh straight gangster max yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah. anyway right along those same lines is i have seen it and i've probably i've been guilty of this too where someone comes to you with an honest conversation and you almost take it so personally that you either ridicule them or you go tell everybody else about the honest conversation that somebody tried to have with you because maybe it made you feel slightly uncomfortable and how terrible i mean how terrible is that that somebody comes to you fully honest of what's going on but you decide to hear what you want to hear yeah or you take it personally like this is all about me where the person is trying to be honest and say hey maybe i haven't shown up because i've needed to be there for my spouse or maybe i haven't shown up because i need to be there for my kids or maybe i haven't shown up because i've just needed some me time right why would you ever ridicule somebody's honesty yeah and take it take it personal. And I think a lot of it too is what would be the advice that you would give if, and I know that like simplifying it down, but if it was your kid that came home from school and they were like, my friend came and had this honest conversation. I mean, what is the advice that you would give your kid? You would totally tell your kid, you really need to respect what they said. That's very- Yeah, and like, like try to listen. Like that was very brave of them to come talk to you. And I know that that's like really looking at it in simple terms, but it well, has been one. We had one of our children got a very honest uh, text from a friend that really expressed how she felt about something. And I was so proud of my child because the way they responded to it wasn't like, oh, you're overreacting. Oh, you're tearing me down. Oh, I was I was experiencing this. It was very much so... Uh, I can see where you're coming from. And, you know, and I was like, even even said, I appreciate you sharing this with me because I know this was really hard, but it's interesting because most people and even adults, their reaction to that. If somebody say like, Hey, you hurt my feelings, something like that came up and somebody is being honest, their reaction to that is to ridicule it. And it's like, we've talked about a million times. It's, it's easier to say that person's wrong and find fault in that person than it is to recognize it. And even if that person is wrong, 
their feelings still hold some degree of uh, validity. And it's okay for you to say, okay, maybe I don't see it that way, but they obviously are upset. I need to at least see where they're coming from and not devalidate how they feel. Yeah. And everyone's not going to have a same reaction that you will. So looking at it saying, okay, that they're, you know, their feelings are valid. Yeah. So the last one um, is independence. So this is what will make a relationship friendship stronger. And so. Well, I think there's a huge difference between independence and codependence, even though they both end in ends. <laughs> yes. And so I think with independence is, um, I think we've all had friendships where they were, they're stifling, you know, where you were just Almost like, suffocating. Yeah. Suffocating where you were like, uh, you know, and I've had a situation being like <laughs> Quinn and I always laugh because I've been in multiple situations of having running partners and they've always ended up not so bueno. You know, and it almost because I am a person and I had to learn to be honest because I'd be like, yeah, and I'm a people pleaser. So I would end up not being going and doing what I wanted to do. And I'm the type of person now that like if someone comes to me. Well, it was something where you took what was, you know, running for you as a priority and you turned running with other people as an option and you turned your option into a priority unwillingly. And I will say is I like to have my me time. And so it became a point where like I wanted to have my me time and then people's feelings were hurt because they were my part, you know, it, and I mean, I know this sounds ridiculous, but it got to the point now where if peop people have come and been like, hey, you want to be a running partner? Let's train. I'm like, I'm good one day a week. I need my alone time. And I tell well, them up and it's, front. A lot of it is you can make one day a week a priority. Yes. And that's where I have learned that part of it was, yeah, there was probably things that were hurtful because I wasn't being completely honest. And like Quinn said, it was, I was giving it like more of an option, like, well, maybe I might run. And so that's why now I know as ridiculous that is, that is, is I look at it and say, I can make you a priority to want to run together once a week. Other than that, it's just going to be stifling and I need my independence. So I think honesty is important. And I think also looking at it and saying, do I have my space I need? For sure. For sure. So when we're looking at the difference between priorities versus options, if you feel like you've been relegated to the option category by somebody that is a good friend, here's some good tells on that. The first would be and this is about being like almost if you're in a toxic yeah, friendship toxic or relationship, relationship or if it's super one sided, like you feel like that person's a priority. They feel like you're an option. Yeah. OK. These are just some good tells. So number one would be unsupportive. Right. They're not there for you. Second would be draining. Like we talked about. Are you are they are they giving you light? Do you walk away feeling uplifted? Third would be unrewarding. Like you you hang out and you feel worse about yourself. Everybody's had a friend that you walk away and you're like, that person's a total D bag. They just kind of <laughs> tore me down the whole time to make themselves feel better. Like I don't want any part of that. Um, next, just like I talked about, is it stifling? Is it, you know, where you're just like, oh, I don't have my space. Like, it's just like, you know, almost like there was a point in my life. Like I remember there was someone I was, you know, friends with and they were mad that I went, on date night with Quinn 
And I was like, he's my husband, you know? And it was almost so stifling because it was like, well, I want every second of your life. And I was like, okay, like your, your, our friendship's a priority, but a priority doesn't like Trump date night. <laughs> like with Quinn. True dad. Yeah. So, um, and then so stifling, um, unsatisfying. So with that, the meaning like it's unequal, like you're, you know, do you have to pay to play or is it that you're just putting in all, all the work and you know, like that, like we talked about, you go and you're like, I asked a hundred questions. They didn't even ask me how work is. You well, know? I mean, for example, I smoked a tri-tip this afternoon. Oh, I was like, what? Where are we going? And that tri-tip took about three hours to smoke. And then after I got it, it was done, like, guys, I cooked everything else for Father's Day. So. I, I threw it on the grill, seared it, seared in all the deliciousness. But it was a lot of work, but it was very rewarding. And I think all of us have either been in, you know, whether it be a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever, or friendships that you really, you put a lot of work into it, but there's no satisfaction that comes out of it because it's draining. I was going to sing the Rolling Stones. Mm. Beast of Burdens? <laughs> no. Oh. Anyway. All right. Anyway, are they unreliable? Yeah, nothing's like meaning, worse than flaky. Yeah, or are they deal shopping? Is it a friend that you invite and they hold hostage? Or one of the things in the, and I'm just going to put this out there is my pet peeve. Is you have a pet named Peeve? Yeah. Is hey, um, we're going to the movies, or like um, a few people are going to the movies. Do you want to come to the movie on Tuesday night? Who else is gonna be there, Megan? Yeah. And <laughs> and I know that it is like curiosity. We all are. But we know it killed the cat. And yeah. I like cats. <laughs> no, but the thing is, is looking at that, and I know it happens all the time. It's a pet peeve because I look at that saying, if someone's inviting you, that person that you, you're like, hey, this is a friend. I would like to go. That's where you're like, hey, I love that movie. Like, yeah, I'm in. Like, who else is all going? Yeah, you're. But if, the response of who else is going, yeah, you're some, like, I'm not a priority in your life. 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if you have to ask who else is going to be there, then that friendship is a complete option. And that's a middle school table. 100%. That's like, like a, hey, do you, you know, do you want to come over? Who's there? You know, and you're like, I just invite, like, do you want to hang out with me? You know, that. And well, so and that goes back. I remember my daughter telling us a story about how one of her friends threw a party and a bunch of people came over and then half of them left because there was another party yeah, going on and they left. And the person who threw the party was in total tears, you know, destroyed because, you know, everybody deal shopped and went, oh, this place will be funner or more fun. Oh, thank thank you. Or, you know, we've had it too where we there's been kids that have come over and then they've left because they think there's a better deal and then they want to come back over. And as parents, we've been like, nope, you're not yeah. allowed back in. <laughs> Doesn't work yeah. that way. Yeah. And then the last is, do they not give anything back? So again, kind of that goes with that, you know, are, are they are they putting in anything into that relationship or is it just you? And I think... um Megan just said the key component you is you need to take care of yourself in a relationship. Don't pine. Like we've seen it where, you know, I've done it. Megan's done it. Our kids have done it. And, and we try and recognize this as we've seen all of our kids and we've been guilty of this too. really want to be friends with somebody. And that person does not want to have it. They don't want to make you a priority. 
and that's okay, right? Maybe their dance card's full. They don't have any other room for you. Maybe you're just not their cup of tea, but never make someone a priority when you're an option to them. Like, don't do it. Yeah, do not. Don't do it. It's just going to end up destructive. Like you only, like I said, time is a commodity. When you're in your F word years, time is, <laughs> you're running out. Okay. Yeah, but, you're, you've got limited time. But time. Time is a commodity you can't afford to burn. And we've talked about it in past episodes too, about how, you know, you start getting to a point in your life where you start cutting and cutting and cutting down to people that are a priority, right? So don't, don't give up that limited time that you have for something that doesn't that doesn't reciprocate said feeling. Yeah, so with that being said is friendships change. So we're not talking about someone that you don't have history with. Meaning if it's a new relationship, this is where looking and you're like, you know, maybe you've hung out for 6 months and you're like, this is just not working. But you have friendships that, you know, years. You know, we're in our F word years where, you know, you have people that you've known and friendships change. There might be times that you will make 100% an effort on um in that relationship and have more time, but also look at it and say there might be times, and I know this has happened for Quinn and I, where our friends have gone through a lot and they've needed way more of you than what they can give. That, that We're not talking about that saying, well, peace out. I'm not getting anything, so I'm going to walk away. Or conversely, there have been times where maybe you've needed them more and they're just not available. And it's yes. not, it's not, has nothing to do with you. It's that they have different priorities that they absolutely have to. Yeah. So it's not looking at saying, okay, cause my friend, you know, is going through this divorce that I, you know, I'm out because more than anything, that friend needs you. Um, and now if it gets down the road and it's just like, it keeps taking, 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 then that's a time to evaluate. But, um, yeah, but be there, try to be there of what, you know, making those people a priority. So, and I think a huge part of a priority is be impeccable with your word. I know I keep talking about the four agreements. I, I know. But I'm yeah. going to keep talking about it so you read it. So anyway. Yeah. Do but, you want me to talk about the like six books I want you to yes. read? Yeah. So anyway, be impeccable with your word, meaning that if you commit to be there and the best option in the world pops up, but you've already committed, stick to your word. Like be impeccable with your word. Like if you say you're going to do it, do it. And the reason why is be honest, because if you're not, your actions will be perceived as you're an option. You're making everybody around you an option, even though you might have the best intentions and maybe you're scared to say no. And so maybe you're not flaky. Maybe you're not deal shopping, but you're by not being honest, you're being perceived as turning other people into an option. And so now we've talked a lot about us. So kids learn this behavior as parents. And this has been one that it's just, I've done a lot of observing and definitely having kids that this is, this is a constant thing of, you know, that ebb and flow of trying to find, you know, that balance at the middle school table. And so looking at that is there's been so many conversations that people are like, how, like this kid did this, like, where is this coming from? And I'm not saying that it is all from parents, but I think a lot of times you look at it and you're like, a lot of that is mirrored and it's because it's a learned behavior. Yeah. They've sat there and watched and they've learned that certain things are options and certain things are priorities. And I know 
you have to break kids. Like I said, it's like chores too. <laughs> like, I mean, they are like a wild stallion that's yeah, been taken it, off the range. But I think that it's one that like they, your kids sit there and watch and they know people that you're in your life. And there's been many a times, believe me, guys, I have failed so many times and uh, with friendships and not measuring up of, you know, more of being an option, their priority. But this is where I've been really trying to focus, but my kids will be like, where are we going? I'm like, we're dropping this off because this person just needs someone or, you know, I'm making this a priority. And so they see that and look at it and say, okay, this is like a reflection of what a friendship and a relationship is. So the next thing with that is not only with kids, but as adults is there is zero excuse of being a bystander. Yeah. I I can't tell you how many times, you know, when when adult drama has hit the fan, a lot of times people say, well, I was there, but like, I, or like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. I didn't realize. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that like that happened. You know, all of that where you're like, you were aware. Well, it goes back into the penguin effect, right? It's if you haven't listened to the penguin effect, do it, but it's, you're willing to hurt other people along the way to get into the center of the circle. Yeah. And even though you aren't the ring leader, Right. Because guys, I know this sounds ridiculous, but this has come more so from just sitting back, kind of observing of there is a lot of things that happen as adults that I was like, if you took that and you, you know, put it in a different scenario, if it happened to your kid, you would be outraged that I've seen that same thing. So looking at saying it only takes one person. And we've been guilty of this. We have been guilty all day. And and like I said, is Quinn and I, you know, definitely with this podcast is we're, we're trying to live our best life. And part of that is to like very much like karma, like project that out to people, try to be there for people, be a better person and, you know, think outside of ourselves. So a lot of it is how are you going to stop that cycle? Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times like somebody's out for a pound of flesh and you don't stop it when you can. Yeah. And you could look at it and say, oh, I wasn't the ringleader. And it's one of those that like we had a situation with one of our kids. We're not going to go into all detail, but it was in our neighborhood. Right. And it was something with, I think it was Snapchat or something. Oh yeah. Our kid didn't have it, but there was two different groups and they were snapping back and forth, just mean things. And it got, it got a little aggressive. It got aggressive. So with one of them, our daughter was holding the phone. She wasn't saying anything. And I was sent the video and it was the kind of, we had this talk with her. She didn't say anything, but she would, you are not, it is not okay to be an innocent bystander. And it takes one person to stop it. Yeah. One person. And if, if that means that you get excluded out of the group, that's okay. Yeah. And it was one of those, we called her home yeah. and um, we talked about it. Well, now I, now it limited down to two, yeah. but anyway, we talked about it and um, we ended up going over to this kid's house for her to apologize. And at first she was like, I didn't say anything. And we were like, we don't care. <laughs> you know, you were there. And that's the thing is, is looking at it and it takes one person just to stand up and to stop the, the, uh, the cycle. Um, yeah. And you know, uh, there's a, there's a brand out there. If they'd like to sponsor us, we'd love it. Cotopaxi. Oh yeah. Yeah. They make great travel bags. If you haven't checked them out, it's Megan got me one for father's day a few years ago. And I 
literally get giddy every time I get to go somewhere because I get to use my Cotopaxi yeah. bag. I love it that much. Anyway, great, great gear that they make. But they've got a slogan and they give away stickers that say do the good. Meaning like you have you have a choice, like you have a choice to make people priorities or if you have choices to make people options, do the good. So the last thing I want to talk about is what happens and then we're going to wrap this up in a tidy little bow and maybe go for a walk because it's still, I guess it's pretty windy outside. So yeah, we'll, we're yeah. going to have razzle dazzle pie. Yeah. Yeah. I love raspberry pie. But anyway, uh, about, I got a story about when I got deal shopped. Ooh. Okay. So here's the deal. You, if you get deal shopped, it's you, you've got choices, right? You can understand that like that person, you can keep pining for their acceptance or you can move on and say, Hey, I can do something else with my time and something better with my time. So I got stood up on a date. So rude, rude, right? Yeah, totally. And so I, I totally got stood up and I remember coming home all being bummed out. And, uh, my little brother, I was in high school, he had gotten a, how to learn how to play harmonica book, <laughs> like a harmonica. Right. And I took that thing and I shut myself in my room and came out two hours later and I could play harmonica. Like I spent the time invested it in buried down and, and learned it because at that time I had been made an option. And so even as bad as it sucked being made an option, I took it and turned it into something good. So as opposed to sitting there saying, whoa, me learn the steps of recognizing when you are an option and people might be in abusive relationships and they're just considered an option, right? A booty call or whatever, right? They might just be purely an option or it might be the kind of thing that maybe you've had this group of friends that all of a sudden you realize you're just an option in that friend group. Doesn't mean life is over if you exclude yourself. Out no, of it. and I you, was, you too can learn how to play harmonica. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think the lesson from that is, is, all you, and I tell our kids this all the time, is the only person that you can control in the end of the day is yourself and your actions and how you treat someone or other people. So the best thing that you can do when situations like this happen is work on being the best you. If that is trying to look at it and and honestly is for me one of my best I, I don't want to say coping, but almost like times where I'm like, I get down is I try to find someone that I'm like, I think that I need to project it forward of like, Hey, what can I do? That's nice well, and for I, someone else. Or what can I do? Like Quinn learned how to play the harmonica. He became better at something. So instead of having it of woe me or stay pining or that just cycle is how can you become better at you. Yeah. Or, or it's like, you know, instead of making it all about you, how can you help someone else? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying yeah. is for me, one of the best ways, like I said, I don't know if the word's coping, but more a way that I walk away feeling better is I was like, you know what? I was down, but like this person popped in my head and how can I make them a priority? Yeah, and, and How can I just do something small that makes them feel like a priority? Because I, you know, and, and guys, I'm telling you every time I follow that, because this has kind of been my new mantra in the last year is I walk away just feeling like a million bucks where I'm like, that's all that matters. Because again, is I preach that to my kids is all that you can control is how you treat people. I can't, you know, even though I'm married to Quinn, like I can't control 
all of it. I can't control his actions, you know? So yeah, um, I can communicate and all of that, but I can definitely work on me and how I'm going to be a better person. If that makes sense. Did yeah. I tie that together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, did I beautiful. say that? So yeah. everybody in, in conclusion, make the people in your life a priority. F the middle school table. F the middle school <laughs> table. Exactly. Yeah. So, Hey, just so you guys know this, uh, this snowballs are rolling and we appreciate all the support. Like we appreciate all the downloads, everything that you guys are doing. Um, if you haven't had a chance yet, please review us on, uh, on whatever platform that you listen to on Spotify. Now you can add star ratings on iTunes. You can go in and you can add a comment that helps push things up and gets more exposure. And, and also along the lines, if there's, uh, anyone there, there's quite a bit of content, a lot of QB MB time. So if there's something that you guys, that is, uh, definitely like you felt like resonated and you feel like there's people, please share with anyone, you know, family, friends, cause you know, that is just how things grow. And, and this is Quinn and Megan being very vulnerable, putting herself out there. And we just hope that we can reach through and help people live their best life and, you know, kind of, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't have a good way to end that, but yeah. Well, Hey, we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook group justifying the F word, and you can also check us out on Instagram. So everybody at justifying the F word, thank you guys so much for tuning in on this very special Faja's day. Faja. It's been a great magical day with the uh, family kids and Megan. So have a good one. Be kind and make those in your life a priority and stay classy. <laughs>